everyone. Welcome to another edition of Founder Wisdom Podcast. Today with us, we have William Vance, um, and this is a, an author slash uh, artist slash a music edition, special edition if you want. Uh, he is, um, Mark, I'm pretty sure I'm going to mess it up again. Um, will you help me there, Will? Uh, what are you? Tell me what you are. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm many things, but I think specifically for this podcast i am the managing editor managing at editor. magneticmag.com it's a music and culture website yeah you're an artist too uh you you do and a bunch i'm a music things. producer and and i run a record label so i got a, i got a lot of irons in the fire wear many hats a lot of hats that's in the cool fire. i i respect uh people that are into a lot of things um i think you know you you advance slower in life but you advance safer, you know, when you get into one thing and it just doesn't pan out, um, you're kind of in deep shit. And also when you explore many fields of life, you can uh, gather insights that you can cross-reference to another totally different uh, subject, right? Oh yeah, 100%. I've never looked at it like that way. I, I just kind of get bored easy. So having <laughs> a lot of stuff going on allows me to bounce back and forth between it. And I always I always have a good time. Yeah, well, first I want to talk about your music. Um, as I said, I listen to your music and it's it's quite damn good. Um, one of my dreams is to be a, a DJ myself and produce uh, quality music like you do. So before we, we talk about the writing stuff, which is obviously another of, of my passion, I want to know how you uh, discovered music and like, does it take a, a bunch of years to get that good at music? I'm pretty sure you, you're like, oh, no, I'm not that good. But no, I can tell you music is, is freaking good. Um, how long did it take you to, to get there? Uh, I mean, a long time. And anyone who thinks that there's like an overnight success or anything uh, is trying to sell you something or lying. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, I've been I've been producing music for almost a decade now. Uh, mm. And like pretty religiously too, right? Like three hours a day every day minimum wow. kind of thing uh yeah i mean it's the same thing with anything right like you if you're going to the olympics or whatever which is just as equally as competitive i would reckon as like the music industry mm -hmm. uh they do a lot of working out they do a lot of extracurricular stuff that have nothing to do with their sport so that they are the complete package when they show up to compete right music is the exact same exact same thing it takes a long time and it takes a lot of sacrifice but I mean, here I am. <laughs> For sure. Where, where do you get your inspirations? Um, I noted various sounds, um, melancholy also, um, some vocals, uh, I guess. Um, where, where do you get your inspirations? Uh, oddly enough, I don't, as, as obsessed as I am with electronic music and I eat, sleep and breathe it, I don't casually listen to it very much uh most of the casual music that i listen to and I, I end up getting my inspiration from is i do a lot of like listen to a lot of like irish folk music and like that ambient celtic music like lorena mckinnon is one of my favorite artists um so yeah because it's super like melodic driven a lot of irish folk music is kind of like jig oriented so it already has a lot of like dance elements to it just a completely different medium uh so yeah that that's kind of where i get a lot of my inspirations and then you know, just, just throw a kick drum underneath it and, and you have a club record, I guess. <laughs> That's funny. Um, what about <laughs> your, your writing? Uh, you I mean, I see comedy while you're here. I see a, a bunch of other experiences. Why, what do you like so much about writing and can you draw parallels between writing and music? Um, it's a good question. Uh, I mean, I got into writing. My mom was an author growing up. Um, 
and I've always thought I was like a pretty good writer, but it was always kind of like the backup plan uh in case this whole music thing never worked out but uh i was lucky enough or just at the right place at the right time to land uh like back in the heyday of electronic music blogs back in like 2012 i got an internship in my final year of college at one of like the bigger ones then and so i was able to write about the stuff that i was passionate about and in in doing so i you know was able to like network and meet people also in this in the music industry uh, and that job led to you know, a content writing, marketing manager job at electronic music school, which then put me in the orbit of Magnetic, uh, which I was then hired on as the managing editor from there. So it's all leapfrogging, all one thing after another, but it's all just because I was a decent writer and I like doing it and I like learning about it. Very cool. And yeah, man, Magnetic Mag, I checked a couple of your content pieces. So it's kind of high quality. Um, uh, it's not kind of, but it is high quality. That's my perception. <laughs> I, I really love a bunch of your articles, uh, especially the one that in Ibiza, uh, the underground clubs. Um, I want to spend uh, yep, yep, at yep, least yep. a That's month there. And yeah, I'm definitely going to hit these clubs, these underground clubs that not much folks know about. So tell us a bit more about Magnetic Mag and your, your role there. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, Magnetic Magazine, it was it, it came up during the heyday of the electronic music blogs and stuff that I kind of mentioned uh, just a few minutes ago. Uh, but but a lot since that was 10 years ago or something now. But since then, a lot of the other the, the, the blogs have kind of like fallen off or not become relevant anymore or just like, you know, we're covering the wrong stuff and fizzled out for traffic and stuff. Um so my whole goal with Magnetic uh, is to cover all the same stuff, right? Like, you know, talk about the the, the, the movers and shakers in the industry, cover awesome music uh, that comes out, spotlight artists that need, that deserve to be spotlighted, talk about, you know, uh, locations and stuff like that Ibiza article and stuff. But I mean, but at the end of the day, like the way that people are using the internet nowadays is that, you know, they're, they're essentially they only go to the internet to like find an answer to their question or to find value for them. Right. At the end of the day, no one really cares about your latest single. They care about how you or your latest single can help them. So that's the whole content strategy now with magnetic. Is it like, you know, every artist that is a phenomenal producer also has stuff to give back, right. Whether it's production knowledge, whether it's um, underground club recommendations that tourists would never know in Ibiza or anything like that. Right. And so we, we try to feature a lot of artists and we work with a lot of artists to create those articles that you were just talking about uh, to fulfill that need and answer the questions and offer the value to our readers that they're searching for. Because no one is ever going to look up Google Will Vance's new single, right? But they might look up um, best clubs in Portland where I live. Uh, and then with that, they might see an article where I recommend my top five clubs in Portland, but then at the top, I also talk about my latest single, right? So it's, it's, it's all, it's just like basic organic search marketing, but it's just kind of brought into a much more uh, exciting uh, uh, niche or market that uh, I, I don't think a lot of people are doing, which I, which is what I'm so excited about with Magnetic specifically. Yeah, for sure. How big is uh, Magnetic? I see uh, 25-ish employees and what's the readership like, the monthly readership? <laughs> uh, we don't have 25 employees. <laughs> so that might be an outdated number. Uh, we have a couple, you know, contributing writers who write here and there, uh, you know, go to shows, attend festivals, stuff like that. But it's, you know, it's pretty much just a one man band. Well, no, it's, a, it's, a, I'm a one man band almost alongside my boss, David. Um, 
he contributes a bit, but he's really been booked up with handling some of his bigger clients for his other jobs. And so it's, it's kind of, I handle most of the day-to-day operations. Uh, so there's definitely some interns and contributing writers, but 90% of the stuff that goes up on the site, I would say I kind of tackle or at least have some hand in, um, in regards of readership, uh, when I came on, we were averaging like 130 unique visitors, 130,000 unique visitors a month. But uh, I've been I've been running the ship for about six, five months, six months now. And traffic is already consistently up 20% from there month to month. So whatever we're doing, it's working. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it is working well. Um, one thing that I can see just checking the website here is that you post quite a lot. You post like, well, today you post four articles uh, in one day. Uh, most uh, article publishers, they'll only post once a, a day or even once a week. So is that part of your strategy? Uh, well, it's only lunchtime. So we have a couple more things in the queue as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, normally, you know, if you take a site like BuzzFeed or Sports Illustrated or any of these heavy hitters, right? Like they have enough people on staff to be able to tackle all of this stuff at once, right? Like they have staff writers who can each knock out two or three pieces a day and that can crank out enough content to like stay relevant and keep the feed fresh every day and stuff. Um, as I said, I'm kind of a one man, one man band here. Uh, we, again, with our interns, shout out to the interns. But um, so I was just trying to think of a way to kind of kill as many birds with the few hours a day that we have. And that's kind of why we're doubling down on like working with artists uh to create this content uh so instead of just like copy and pasting press releases which a lot of other websites kind of do to get the word out we like to collaborate with these artists so yeah we post four or five times a day but i mean that's because because we're getting a lot of help from the music community right artists are submitting their five recommendations of clubs in ibiza artists are tell talk contributing by saying these are the these are the the coolest ways that i use this specific synthesizer to make my latest single stuff like that right so so it's a lot of like crowdsourcing just the crowd is some seriously talented producers who do this stuff full-time who have a lot of stuff to a lot of insights to offer so it's a, it's a cool way to meet in the middle to crank out a lot of content that's high quality as you said so how do you crowdsource all of that how do you make sure that they participate is do they just know that they're going to get tons of visibility if they help yeah i mean i i pitch them i pitch them my whole spiel about about it all um you know because because normally i think what they're used to is just like want, paying a publicist to reach out to me and then having me just copy and paste the press release which no one's going to read right no one no one cares about copy and paste press releases no one's actively googling what's Will Vance's latest single press release, right? Um, but, uh, you know, I kind of give them the whole pitch of like, hey, this is what we want to do. We want to create these high value evergreen pieces of content that people are going to be like searching for and will be relevant forever, right? How underground clubs in Ibiza, I keep going back to that example because that's the one that you recently checked out. But yeah, that'll be relevant today because it's like, you know, see the season in, in Ibiza, but it's also going to be relevant next year. It's also going to be relevant in six months, right? So yeah, maybe it doesn't go viral instantly, but it's getting consistently 20, 30 reads a day, every day from now until the next year, two years, three years, whatever. And because this guy's single is plugged up at the top, right? All of those artists have to at least pass by the Spotify embed link before they can get to the value and they might click on it and then they would read all about him. And then that's how they discover him. Um, 
so that's kind of how I pitch it. And then uh, being the the editor that I am, I kind of just am, am upfront with my expectations and be like, hey, we need the answers to be this long. Hey, we want to add value. Uh, and if the artists come back with kind of half-assed answers, I have to be the douche and say, sorry, this isn't good enough. We're going to have someone else write about this topic. Um, <laughs> That's funny. I see. I yeah. see. There's also a lot of um, name dropping in uh, your articles. So, in, well, I mean, it's more than name dropping. Uh, so Infected Mushroom like shared, um, for example, their favorite Psytrance producers. They, they really did that and did you exchange also with pig and dan so you personally interact with them in exchange of publicity uh, these mostly, are pretty big it, names yeah i mean it's all it's all uh through the pr agents right so i mean the pr oh. people are handling all of that because it's it requires a lot of chasing right on everyone's on on yeah. both parties side uh and that's why that's why they pay publicists to to do all the chasing for them so i mostly interact with uh their team members or or agents that they've hired to handle all this stuff um But yeah, so that that's who's doing most of the communication is there's usually a PR agent acting as a middleman. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's that's 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 the exact type of content we like to work on with these artists. You know, like I could write my favorite Psytrance artists, but how much cooler is it is if it's these freaking awesome uh, Psytrance artists uh, who have defined the genre if they pick their five favorite artists? That's way cooler. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I was looking over my head because there's a plane passing like three meters over the house. It passed two times. That's weird. Maybe they're going to crash. Um, oh, I haven't heard it at all. So it's all good. No harm, no foul. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wish we had more time. Will uh, learned a lot in these short uh, few 15 minutes. Where can people find out more about you and Magnetic Mag? Uh, I mean, mag magneticmag.com will have all my articles on it. Uh, you can find my music and follow me on Instagram at, at Will Vance Music. Vance is V-A-N-C-E. Uh, and I think that that covers about 90% of my online footprint if you just do those two things. Well, thank you so much. Uh, it's been amazing. Talk to you soon, man. Yeah, no problem at all, man. Thanks again for your time. Bye.